Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. If y'all tuned in last week, you already know we launched the first part of a two-part episode with Miss Adriana. And this episode I decided to curate it as a two-part because it's it's a long, it's a long one. And I wanted y'all to just be able to digest it, um, not get overwhelmed, and allow it to become kind of a, a chapter into the full-on view and window we got into Adriana's life. In the past episode, we talked about her experience with pregnancy, ultimately resulting in abortion. So it is a trigger warning. If y'all are going to go back and listen, just letting y'all know. We also explored, you know, her transition into motherhood and really her work around and experience with mental health, with adopting a mindset of being 100% fed up and wanting better for herself where she ultimately left her hometown and never till this day has looked back has never been back to Detroit Michigan so Adriana tells it with a lot of poise with a lot of grace her story really paints a picture of resilience and I I am very blessed to have been able to connect with her and I'm really excited to share the second part of her episode. So stay tuned, we're gonna jump right in, right where we left off. Thanks for joining. The kind of like mental workout that you had to do to analyze that you're like, okay, that shit's toxic. And then ultimately, you know, like, I'm like using air quotes again because it sounds cheesy, but like, you know, like learning to love again and like trust. Yes, yes, yes. Ultimately, yes. like meeting your husband and like understanding that like you guys were a good match over time. Because you guys have a long story too, but I. Girl, <laughs> I, I right? No, I, no, 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 I got you. It is very hard Elizabeth yeah. it is very hard um one thing I learned and I I, I I love to share right now is the wall that women put up mm. you put this wall up right you do block the bad the joker the user the abuser but you also block the love the mm-hmm. care the husband the wall doesn't do anything the a wall yeah. is simply a wall so to women who form that wall you know what happens is you use the term and I don't like it anymore, but for what we're speaking of, you use the term of a broken woman. I don't mm-hmm. like it anymore, but it, for this conversation, I will use it. So broken means you replace a wall. The mm-hmm. wall can't see. You can't see the wall. The, the husband can't see you. You can't see the husband. But again, the abuser can't see you either. So you, you kind of winning, especially oh, oh, when you're yeah. broken. Because at least nobody can bother you. So what happens is we get the wall. I had the wall. The wall was great. I loved the wall. The wall did me very good because nothing could get me no more. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was by piece by piece, I had to reduce the wall. But by reducing the wall, I had to really instill the boundaries and the standards. Yes. What happens as a, a mother, and again, a single mother, we start to deem what we're worth. Oh, I don't deserve this. I already got this kid. Or I don't deserve. You just deem your worthiness yeah. based you off your. Me now. Nobody going to want me now. So mm-hmm. 
what happens is when you do that, your your standards reduce and you get to feeling like you only deserve a certain type of thing. So for me, Elizabeth, like I said earlier in the conversation, I told myself I never date a man with a child. Now, to some people, they just think that's so crazy. And I don't mind because I'm not for everybody. I don't need to be for everybody. I'm okay. And it was your personal choice. <laughs> it was my personal choice. And what happened was because I seen how I felt as a single mother wanting to have this family I can't imagine I can't I mean and it's it's very possible and true but I can't imagine a woman not wanting to be with the father of their child Mm -hmm. you can go find another guy you can have a a new world and I understand and I'm there so I I understand that you can get past it but when I was creating these standards and these boundaries it didn't matter my logic I just knew like okay can't have this okay well I want to be at a certain place so my mental game became my attitude my attitude was like you change your attitude you change your life you change your attitude you change your life because it's mental you get up with the sucky day sucky life everything ain't shit that's the plate that's gonna be right on the table for you for dinner mm-hmm. yeah. you get up with the you know what today's gonna be a good day I'm gonna try my hardest it don't matter that yesterday was terrible because today is a fresh start so I had to change my mindset with things because nothing was working nothing like no matter how much I tried to to win I kept losing and no matter how much I tried to gain I I just kept losing and it was because my mentality with it was I was gonna lose anyway what happens is and a lot of people don't like to realize is you like to create the sad story so when you meet the sad story you can say I knew it was gonna be sad that's just what you do you say you say you get a good guy or whatever and you pick them apart and then when he fails this test that you put him through you already was waiting for him to fail so I knew he was gonna fail Mm -hmm. I knew he wasn't gonna be no good so you create this this imaginary life that you keep winning because you keep your standards is so low and you won't admit it because who's going to be like, I got low standards, low self-esteem. I don't love, nobody walks around like that. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens was I was so ready to have the right story was he ain't going to be no good. And he wasn't because I already played the story out or this ain't going to work. So I started to change the mind game of I'm going to win this is going to work. I got to complete this. I got to do this. I got to go to therapy. I can't go into therapy with the clothes mind and that it's not going to work. I have to say this is going to work. And Elizabeth, the power, like I call myself like the manifestation queen. I I kid you not. (laughs) I remember all those evictions I told you I had, right? So, you know, it takes seven years. Like we, we in a credit world now, seven years. So uh, that's 2012. 2011 I had the apartment every every place I ever lived I got evicted and then when I moved to Arizona I got a place I still got evicted from there so now I'm in 2012 2013 I moved to Phoenix Arizona in 2011 I got approved for an apartment with no money down no security department no security deposit and first month free Mm. she told me she couldn't see no evictions yeah. but I walked into that place Elizabeth and I said this gonna work like I done been told no so many times. times and from my apartment across the street and I said me and my son need a place to live God and it was the last place and I drove over there and she was like approve move in when you read 
I promise. And it's a mind thing. Like I knew somehow it had to work. You believed it was going to happen. I, I believe like, and it's something about the power of manifestation and the power of belief and the tone and the attitude that you put into your spirit that really makes you walk different. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, the, the mental, the mental game, that I used to really be resilient is really believing that all the things that I knew I was capable of, that I was still going to be capable of, even with my circumstances. So even if I was homeless, I knew I was going to have somewhere to live. Like I couldn't just believe that homeless was life. Even if I was in a terrible relationship, I had to believe I was going to get a husband. Mm-hmm. It could, I knew that terrible relationship wasn't life. Even if I was in friendships and it just wasn't that I wasn't going to be like, oh, all girls ain't shit. Like I could never say that. Like I literally still have this belief that thing. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I really love that. And I love the, the metaphor of the wall, because to me, what I was thinking, it, you know, um, two things. One, um, <laughs> it's blocking your blessings. Like, yes. like blessing can be anything like food on your table. Like you're yeah. putting up this wall and you're, you're kind of, you brought up the broken woman, but we think of also society painting us as like angry black woman. Like, yes. you know, like, Oh no, don't talk to me. Like I don't got time. Oh, yeah. you know, all these things. So that really resonated with me. I love that. And secondly, um, I love that you brought up the concept of, um, like the the positive vibration like you just speak it out and like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna take whatever comes to me so Girl. i love it um but i when we chatted we talked a lot about how you know through all these chapters you're staying in school <laughs> through the evictions you know through the jobs through you know balancing child care your son like all these, these um waves tell us about like how education has been so pivotal for you and you know advice on being resilient through hardship and like hanging on time yeah for sure so yeah um I started okay so remember I got the good job I quit school so I started school (laughs) and that was my first higher education I went to school I did uh like a year and a half almost two years and I stopped um I didn't understand like loans and everything like that I didn't understand you know anything about financial day and now that I'm in higher education I really understand where I went wrong but I just didn't understand so mm-hmm. when I moved to um Phoenix I mean when I moved to Yuma that's where I lived I applied for school and I was eligible for everything because I had a son so you know you get grants and different things but oh, yeah. the department of education said girl you owe us a lot of money mm-hmm. and I didn't understand because how you know like I just didn't understand so I started working at a job in like uh, December of 2012. So 2013, I took a year to pay back all the money I owed to Department of Education for them just to let me be eligible to come Mm -hmm. to school and get financial aid. And I did that while not having money. I did that while being evicted. Like it just came out of my check and I never let anything come out of my check because I didn't have enough to let anybody take anything. But something about school just was like, if I can get into school and I can graduate, something going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's what I had, no matter what. Like, and that's the only thing I could control. I control my grades. I control my homework. I control what time I study. Like, nobody could mess that up. So, I'm um I'm paying for it all 2013. They told me like a little bit, like maybe like March of 2014, that you know I paid everything. It was a lot of money. I can't even remember. It was, it was, it was a couple thousand and mm-hmm. so for somebody who was getting evicted and for somebody who can't afford childcare, like it wasn't a priority, but I made it a yeah, priority college is expensive. Girl, 
So I get um I get ready to go to school. 2014 of August. I, that's my that's my journey. 2014 of August, I started school, and I told myself I was gonna get a philosophy degree. I was just telling my husband the other day, like, I wanted a philosophy degree because I wanted to feel like I knew everything. Like, I just wanted to be the sorcerer of knowledge. It didn't work out for me in that that aspect. But I used to, I remember my schedule, Elizabeth. I worked, um, I took the morning shift. I got a class before work, and I would take my son to school with me. I was, you weren't going to tell me I wasn't going to graduate. So I would get up, and I would take my first math class I would go to work after work I would take my son to daycare of course after that because it didn't open as early I'll take my son to daycare after my math course I would go to work from my my shift my eight-hour shift Mm -hmm. after I got off of my shift I go grab my son again we would go to school together I did that every day like clockwork and I did more than what the average person would do for school I, I had to like write my teachers emails and explain to them my situation. I didn't have no babysitter. And one teacher told me no. And uh, I brought my son anyway. And he ended up like, you know, like my son sitting in front of the class and something like he's seen something in me. Like he was like, cause he told me no. Determination, yeah. Girl, he told me no. And I, I wasn't going to miss class. <laughs> and I had no, and he was like, well, welcome our new students. So, you know, it was, everything to me and I'm, do, I'm doing everything and you know I finally I, I graduated in May of 2020 yay my bachelor's and I, I never took any breaks I never stopped and that's not to say like oh like I'm superhuman like I had a goal I had to protect it you I had something I wanted to do yeah. and I and through everything that happened to me it was only one thing that I had full control over and it was that so that this could be school for me could be a business to somebody or it could be you know somebody who wanting to just do something the message is when you have a goal you got to protect and when you got a dream you got to protect it and my resilience was simply because everything that was made to break me broke over there mm-hmm. it couldn't break me everything that was made to break me broke and mm-hmm. I know people stare like the people who really like threw some salt in the wound be like damn like mm-hmm. it's it's no other words for it. And it I try I try and be a shock factor, you know. My the new thing is real. <laughs> I mean the girls, like I, I tell people like I have made a status and I, I'm not one thing I'm not as petty. I try not to be petty because you know, you gotta let life speak for you. You'll never have to try and bring somebody down with you or anything like that. I don't believe in stuff like that. But I said for those who, you know, search me on Facebook, they gotta put my married last name mm-hmm. because the glow up is real. Like Stop trying to look for me the way you look for me or wherever you saw me, however you remember me, mm-hmm. however you used to know me, it ain't there. Like if you go try and find me, make sure you search my married last name because you can't even find the person you knew. Yeah. I'm literally legally not that person. Yeah, I love that. I love it for two reasons. One, because that's what the show is about. Like I love, you know, sharing the story of hearing it and being like wow having it click for someone like i can do it too so like yeah. that's literally the decor um so um, that's why i'm so excited like right now i'm like cheap, <laughs> like you're talking i'm like i'm doing the jazz snaps but <laughs> um because i resonate so much um recently too like 
the growth, the growth is present, you know it, and everyone who sees you knows it. And it's like, it feels so good to be able to stand up and say like, I'm not that person anymore. Like whoever, you know, good or bad, those memories, great. But like, I'm not that person anymore. So like, stay la vie, like, bye. So I love that. Like, I'm over here, like, I'm I'm about to jump out of my chair. His realm, like, because, because so many people, like people from Michigan, you know, they don't even know me as a mother. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had some friends come visit me, you know, from Michigan. They just like they be want to be in tears because they some yeah. people just know me. Some people know the version of me sleeping in the car. Some yeah. people know when I got pregnant the first time and got an abortion. So when they hear my story, or they don't even have to hear because they were there. So mm-hmm. when I had friends who, I particularly one friend, she know she knew me from the abortion and she came to my wedding. Mm crying just like yeah damn like girl like god damn like and that's the type of stuff that makes me tear up not my story Mm -hmm. not the the bullshit the sadness the the people who like seen me do it and just be like well touche bitch like Mm -hmm. you did that and it's an evolution girl so I love you know the fact that my resilience doesn't go unnoticed mm-hmm. and you know it, it just I, I'm proud of myself and I had a therapist tell me like you know don't be don't ever try and you know like lower yourself to make other people feel good like Elizabeth like, I, it, yeah. girl, like I'm the shit like I did this shit like I did like from just abusive relationship to happily married, just from sleeping in my car to uh, a home with a husband in it, and mm-hmm. just from being traumatized as a mother and feeling like that could never be me. I have three children. I would have never thought I would have made it past my son. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like not, I, you know, I, I hope people can say, damn, she can do it. I can do it. I, I would love for you to say that. But even mm-hmm. if you can't say those exact words, just know that that power is so deep in you mm-hmm. that the control that you have over your life, the little thing you want to change, take the power to know that you can change it. If you want to stop smoking, if you want to stop drinking, if you want to lose 10 pounds, whatever you want to do, it's the ownership of knowing that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Not just doing it. I'm not telling people to get up and go to school and get. It. I'm saying knowing that you can do it is the first step to a change because a lot of people don't even think they can. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to. The fact that a lot of people don't even think that they can accomplish some of the things just because of what they're looking at when they're looking around their room right now. Yeah, and it's simply not true. If I would have sat there looking, I would have sat there looking in that car and just believe it. I'd just still be in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Like me in my car and my son just. Hanging out, but I knew I looked. I said, "Can't be it. This can't. This can't be it. This. This is. This is no. 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 No." So, <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I really, really love it. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask you. Um, kind of fast forward. So, like present day, I feel like this year has been so well. No, oh shoot, we're in January. Well, January. Yeah. When twenty twenty. Anyways, twenty twenty was like such a like monumental year for you, right? So, it was. Free. You got married, and I feel like now you know you are so um fully immersed into your motherhood. So, like, yes. how has um this new version of motherhood, um, where you're kind of more like enjoying um. 
I'm, I want to think of, to say like the fruits of your labor, literally. I, I like it. Hey, <laughs> hey, it was People a lot of labor. I had to go now, a lot. Um, exploring that concept of like family and like yes. you know, a healthy marriage. Like how has it been, you know, like bring us yeah. like, like your of course. So 2020, um, it, it, oh, COVID really just didn't want to see me win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020 was absolutely amazing for me. I walked into 2020 knowing, like, here we go. Like, I knew it, you know. I did graduate from college. You know, I did get married. Uh, my youngest turned, my youngest turned one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to save money that I was never even knew I was capable of having. Yeah. I, I knew that, you know, my relationship with my husband because we didn't get married to the end of 2020 it was like I manifested a strong relationship with a man with having so much trauma Mm -hmm. and pain in general so currently um, I am married and my husband is my best friend and I don't use the term best friend and for people who know me they know that I just don't say it because titles bring a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and he is my best friend and he has taken a lot of responsibility on this broken air quotes guys broken mm-hmm. woman he was a very patient man mm-hmm. um, he was a very kind man and uh, although you know like I had somebody who loved my son like I had somebody who learned my son mm-hmm. then loved my son not just oh this is a cool kid but like how can I make you a better man mm-hmm. and so um uh, I I was able to fall in love with somebody who, like talking to me talking to me so um um a lot of people just like oh how did you know you know that this was gonna be your husband you know he was very consistent and mm-hmm. one thing I didn't have was consistency people uh, dropped the ball with me mm-hmm. everybody dropped the ball so for somebody to keep dribbling was amazing, you know, because I'm still me, trauma and everything. And he was still trying to pursue me, trauma and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my main stories where I was like, this can be my husband, girl. Um, I was at work and it was raining. It don't ever rain here. And like we were kind of casually dating, nothing too much or anything. And when I came outside that door, he had an umbrella over my head. Mm-hmm. and I didn't call him I didn't text him we weren't planning to see each other or anything and he was like I figured you didn't have one mm-hmm. and it was the most kindest thing a person has ever done for me mm-hmm. and I'm just walking under an umbrella and mind you my mindset is just survival so nobody does anything yeah. for me especially something small like if it's raining get wet hair it was hot. his thought process he wanted to care about me he wanted to show me and here I am like oh I'm about to have me a husband this is gonna be my little, little, little things too which is why I love that like that is something so minute like so <laughs> insignificant like it was nothing that's a right Girl. umbrella <laughs> It was nothing. It was nothing, but it was the intent. Mm -hmm. And it was the fact that nobody ever held a a door for me, girl, let alone my life that they just, I'm pregnant with somebody's child and they're treating me like I'm nothing. Somebody's holding an umbrella. He holding a damn mansion over my head. I've seen so much more than an umbrella. I've seen somebody who was going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. I've seen somebody who was going to love me in the rain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause I can get crazy. I can get like, I can have episodes. I can do everything because I am traumatized. There's things that I've dealt with that therapy is going to help, but uh, the wrong trigger is going to trigger. Mm-hmm. So, but to bring it all present day, you know, um, 
my parents recently divorced. They were married 30 plus years and Mm -hmm. it hit me like a ton of bricks. And um, it made me, one thing about me though, seeing their marriage, I always knew I wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. seeing their divorce doesn't make me think I'm gonna get divorced mm-hmm. but seeing their marriage allowed me to want more Elizabeth so even though I was a single mother even though I was just dealing with guys who didn't treat me as though I was going to be a wife I still had this picture in my brain of marriage which mm-hmm. nobody could take from me so present day I was able to take the wall down enough for somebody to just show me that I was worth it Mm-hmm. just worth it and that alone is enough for any woman to make a change because mm-hmm. when we're in certain circumstances you feel worthless mm-hmm. like why does he put his hands on me or why does he call me stupid or you know you you really feel worthless like geez you you beg a man to stay that you really wish would leave mm-hmm. because you feel worthless so um he 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 showed me I was worth it okay you need this you need that and I'm like this is so crazy because girl so I have the baby and he just he taking his shirt off to get his skin to skin and I want skin to skin and Elizabeth I feel like a mother I could cry like I feel it what the movies the damn the joy that I said oh shit like this is it she comes out, I'm crying, I'm staring at her, and I felt immediately bad mm-hmm. because I felt so sad that I couldn't feel that for my son. Mm-hmm. So I had to battle that. So that was rough. Uh, I, I felt bad for loving my daughter the way I did because I didn't love my son, and I didn't even, it's six years later, it's not five, two, like it's six years later, I'm like, this is what it feels like? Dang. Yeah, I didn't feel that for my son. I'm having self-talk. I'm trying to hold back. It was really rough. I, I literally had to talk to my son. I had to go to therapy. I had to talk to my husband because like, I, I felt so bad for the feeling so good. So the guilt was heavy. And but I felt it, Elizabeth. I felt girl the when your baby come out and mm-hmm. you just I said, Oh my god, like I thought I was broken. I was like, mm-hmm. who has a baby and don't feel nothing? Like, I just felt nothing. Then I was like, wow. So I breastfed and I was able, because my husband, like, look at God, he was able to work and I was able to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally just started working for real in August of last year. And I met him in 2015. Like, he's a husband, like Mm -hmm. a man, a good person. So I have my daughter, I'm, I'm setting traditions and I'm, I'm doing the family thing. We're having family dinner. Like I got family, I never had a family picture in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, and I got this six year old and I, I done been through so much. Like I, girl, I got us dressed up and we took us a family picture. Okay. Because I had to see it. The proof was in the pudding. I got a family in and here we go. And, you know, I was um my my husband my my husband now he would speak marriage and I wasn't ready mm-hmm. and he was speaking and I, I just you know then I wasn't there I wanted to heal I wanted to go through therapy and just for those listening like you know you could be in a relationship with a good man and marriage don't have to be slam you in the front door we didn't get married until 2020 I met him in 2015 and he was trying to marry 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 and I was like had a little lamb because I wasn't listening pump the brakes pump the brakes. <laughs> But I wanted to heal you when you when you're a single mother, you don't understand how much healing you need to do because it's sad and you have to 
understand that it's sad. If a, you have a child, having a child is such a, a great thing for somebody to not care about that at all, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's when we're like, oh, it don't matter, I, I got this. That's, that's pain talking. But um, I got my family, I got my, my family picture on the wall. And, you know, me and my husband, it wasn't all rain and sunshines. We, you know, had times where I didn't think it was going to work. And when two people need something to work and want something to work so bad, it works. And then my daughter came, my my um, baby girl and Elizabeth, we weren't, we weren't in the best place. We absolutely were not. Mm-hmm. And that's me trying to make sure and not everybody's like, oh, well, everything's peachy king. It just was not. And we were just thinking like, you know, I always knew he would be a good father, but I was like, maybe he's just not good for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I end up getting pregnant at the maybe he isn't good for me part because I'm good at giving up on things because I don't have attachment issues because everything gives up on me. So I was just ready to give up. He's fighting and maybe I'm pretending to fight and maybe he wasn't fighting as hard or whatever. But um, I got pregnant with my daughter and my old habits kicked back in. I um, immediately I immediately called the abortion clinic because that's who I am mm-hmm. at my core. So my daughter, that was a different experience. But with my baby girl, immediately, we in a bad place. I'm mad, you mad, this stupid. And I call, and it was the first time I ever made a choice not to have an abortion. So my baby girl is very special to me because all of my circumstances have always led me to an abortion, have always made me feel inadequate, even with the man. And this time I just said, I'm going to have this baby. Mm -hmm. And he proposed to me at the baby shower and you know we wanted to get married on the day we met mm-hmm. so um we ended up getting married on 10:15 and i met him on 10:15 and you know it's it, it's beautiful and it's humbling Humble circle it's a yeah it's a it's very humbling to understand that you know, my family picture means everything in the world to me. And my baby girl shows me that not only am I capable of being a mother because of, you know, sex, but I'm able to be a mother. I can choose to be a mother. I am, I am a good mother. It was a long time before I could say those words that I am a good mother mm-hmm. because I felt so bad about different things. Or um, with my with my daughter, I gave her a father and a family. So that was good enough. But I'm a good mother and I'm able to take care of my children mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. And with all of my circumstances, it just didn't seem like that was possible. And, um, you know, baby girl is about to be two. I'm done. Ooh, I'm done with having kids. And that's just because I always told myself, I always told myself I wouldn't have kids after 30. And if I tell myself anything, I, I truly mean it. So, you know, that's that. But, you know, that that's the that's the full circle. It from the beginning, you know. Beginning. I so. love it. Oh my God. Such a phenomenal story. Just <laughs> a heads up. I'm definitely gonna make this a two-part chapter. Okay. Like, <laughs> like mind blown. I really are um such a spirited person, um, so blessed and resilient. And I think, you know, the epitome of like why I started, um, you know, to want the desire to share glow stories because it's just so enlightening. Um, but to get to the fun part, um, I'm ready to ask you, you know, what do you believe is the main ingredient of your glow up and what is one tip you glow tip you have for the listeners? The main ingredient, the main ingredient of my glow up is my mindset. Mm. mindset mindset uh it's mind over matter every time it, it definitely is um you believe it you manifest it you own it is yours hands down nobody could take that Amen. from you um 
my glow tip is I'm going to have to say my glow tip is confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say confidence, I'm not meaning, you know, looking in the mirror, just really thinking you a bad bitch. I'm saying confidence in your ability mm-hmm. because your, your absolute superpower is you. So once you have that confidence that whatever you want, you can get, you're dangerous. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and it, it feeds your drive once you have that, that inner feeling like I've got this. So absolutely. I love that. Oh, well, this was such a, an amazing conversation. Such I have fun. I absolutely like, I just want to hug you. I'm like, why are you oh. so like, <laughs> like the world's closed. Can't even meet up. Can't even meet up. <laughs> um, we'll make it happen. I love travel. Yes. And don't you, your Facebook group, like you guys do like girls trips and stuff? We do. Um, we're going to keep it love. local this year. So if you are a mother, I'm so sorry for the ladies who aren't because, you know, I'm not trying to discriminate, but um, if you are a mother, if you are on Facebook, you can look up The Sweet Sacrifice. Again, that's The Sweet Sacrifice. And um, last year tried to shut us down, but this year um, I'm trying to do a local event. I am, you know, located in Phoenix, Arizona, but outside of that, we do all gather together. But the main objective of the group, and when I started it, I literally started it on the thought that I can't be the only one up with this little baby feeling like I'm just the only one in the world. So it's a very interactive group. Um, It's a very, very tight knit group. And it's funny because like, um, everybody feels like they know each other in the group. And it's just because we've been manifesting. It's not like a drama group. We don't have, you know, little cat fights. We don't have to kick people out the group because we are in there literally to support each other. So if you are looking for that type of energy, definitely look up The Sweet Sacrifice on Facebook and plug yourself. And I guarantee some of my greatest friends I've met in that group. I'm literally adding myself right now. (laughs) Um, so guys, definitely check that out. Um, you know, I think that harnessing community online has just been, I've, to me, it's been such a blessing, like yeah. building this platform. Like I love, I love it. So I love what you're doing with that. Um, and to close up, I just wanted to give you the floor to talk about, you know, what's on your like 2020, like glow goals list or like, you know, what are you working on? Absolutely. So, um, as we know, I am an education guru, so I am completing my master's program mm-hmm. in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know I'm not going to stop until I got it, and you might know I'll be looking towards the PhD. Girl, baby, listen, so I can really tell the story. But uh, also, I am um, getting certified to do life coaching. Um, I want to specifically work with single mothers. Again, I don't want to exclude anybody, but my heart and passion is in the single mother because I absolutely understand the broken you. feeling. You know, and there. they say your ideal client is you. Mm-hmm. And just to show, you know, that, you know, the resilience of everything. So I will be having some content courses coming out and I will be available and absolutely excited about that and I have started my book finally if somebody else was going to push me I have finally started my book and the book is literally just going to embody the entire story but not just I do not like to be defined by the sad parts Mm -hmm. the only parts that matter is the pivot and the turning point the sad part is just we all have a story we all have a story we all have a sad story we all have laid in that bed and cried 
my book is going to be about the pivot and the the movement because I, I really believe that you are in general your superpower and nobody could take that from you. So be on the lookout for me because I promise I am coming out the gate running. And not be stopped. I love it. Um, so obviously we're gonna have to bring you back on when your book launches because uh, <laughs> um, but seriously, like I'm obsessed with you know your energy, your spirit. I'm so glad we could meet Amen. You know, miles away. I'm so glad to share your story. Um, so guys, definitely be on the lookout for Adriana. Join um her community if you're a mommy. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great afternoon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.